Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the Hope and Hard Pills podcast, the show where we share practical insights to racial justice and social change. I am Alicia T. Crosby, your co-hostess with The Mostess. And as always, I am excited to be with y'all on today. Um, I'm always pumped to be with y'all. Y'all are seriously like the best like audience, community, um, gathered people globally like ever. Um, But I'm especially, especially glad to be with y'all because this is being recorded at the end of the hellscape of a year that has been 2020, aka the year that has tried it and tried us. Y'all, 2020, period. Mm. 2020 has impacted us all in different ways. And so many of us have found our priorities and our perspectives being challenged and having to change. Our energy has been impacted. I look, I know it's true for you. I, I know it's true for me. And I also know that it's been true for my Hope and Hard Pills podcast fam. Um And when your energies and perspectives and priorities have shifted, you find yourself in a place where you have to like sit down with it, right? Like, or you should find yourself, right? So much of this this podcast, we've dedicated energy to sharing things that you should do, things you're wise to do. So yes, it is wise to sit down and to, you know, kind of check your capacity, check what you're doing and how you can continue to like, Contribute, yes, to the work sustainably, but also just like be well. And so when we at the Hope and Hard Pills podcast did that, we realized that it was time to bring this project, this particular iteration um, of this podcast to an end. So you know how I said that I was excited at the beginning of this episode? Part of my excitement is in knowing that this is our finale episode and, you know, It's hard to be excited about endings sometimes, but I take, you know, genuine joy in knowing that we are ending well. We are ending, you know, a project. We're not ending relationships. We're not ending relationships with you. We're not ending relationships with one another. But like this project that we've committed ourselves to over the course of two seasons is coming to a close. So we wanted to end the right way. We wanted to end well. And in an effort to do that, this episode includes reflections from our entire podcast team. So for the first and only time, you'll get to hear the entire Hope and Hard Pills crew in one place. Um, Another thing giving me joy. These beautiful humans have such wisdom and goodness in them to share. Um, Y'all have heard that over the course of two seasons, but you'll get to hear our voices like in concert with one another today. And I'm really excited about what's to come on this episode. Y'all trying to coordinate with so many people is interesting, (laughs) especially when you're in different time zones. So this is definitely going to be different from our other shows. So without further ado, here's our interview with the Hope and Hard Pills podcast team. Okay, so we all know who each other are is uh, subject verb agreement, but our audience may need a reminder. So share who you are, what your role is on our team, and how you got involved in the Hope and Hard Pills podcast. Well, I hope you know my voice by now. It's Andre. I 
started the Hope and Heart Pills podcast. It grew out of my email list called Hope and Heart Pills. As I considered, you know, how to introduce people who are reading my email list to the folks who inspired the way that I think about social change and racial justice. And it has just been an amazing, amazing journey to be able to do. Doing a podcast had been my dream for a long time. And to be able to do that and to have folks like Bree Newsom and Adrienne Marie Brown and Austin Channing Brown and, and others on the show was just a thrilling. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's me, Nandi K. I am social media manager term product project manager at Hope and Heart Pills. I've been on the team for almost two years now, and I have been involved in projects with Andre for the past seven years for almost our whole friendship. Um, We've always worked together. I met him working on something. And so uh, as a guy who has a lot of ideas, we have a lot of similar thinking and I'm usually the person saying, that's a great idea. You should do it. So I'm Alicia. I'm the co-host um, of this podcast. And um, I got involved in the Hope and Heart Pills podcast because of Dre, um, who you know is Andre. Um, <laughs> but um, like, I remember when Dre was dreaming this up and um the excitement that he had about this project. And I was like pumped for him as a friend, right? As a friend and colleague, I was just like, yeah, you go talk to those people about racial justice and social change. Um, but I remember at some point he approached me because he um, he shared that he wanted uh, somebody to come alongside and have conversations with him. Um, we are like real close, right? Like we probably already have joked on the air about us being cousins, Um we believe it to be true. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, we just like really vibed in our conversations and wondered what it would be like to 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 do that on the air, to like have like the banner and the back and forth that we we have when we just get into it on a like a regular day um, and capture that on the air. Um, but capture it in a way where we talked about things that we were really passionate about. So yeah, that's how I got involved in this. Hey, this is Ross here, and I have been a part of the Hope and Hard Pills team as the podcast producer. You may have heard my voice at the end of the podcast, as well as hosting one episode with Corey Leak. And yeah, I've also been referred to as the resident white person. So it's been an honor and a privilege to be a part of the team. And I got involved with the Hope and Hard Pills podcast when I can't remember exactly how the conversation came about, but I'd been following Andre for a little bit of time through a mutual friend. I just remember there being some talk he had kind of hinted at wanting to do a podcast project, something like that, and kind of started hitting him up. Hey, if there's anything I can do, I'd love to help. I do this, this, and this. I've done podcasting, mentioned that to him. And sure enough, after a few conversations, We got started with a plan and what we wanted to do. And now we are here. It's been quite a journey. What has been your favorite part of working on this project? What has been the most challenging thing for you? My favorite part about working on the show is all the amazing people that we got to talk to. 
And one of the challenges is just keeping it going, honestly, amidst all the other commitments that I have going on in life. I can't continue the podcast right now, but I know that in one way or another, uh, the ethos of the show is going to continue in other types of media and possibly maybe even just coming back to the show in the future. So my favorite part of working on this project, honestly, has been the people that I've met because of it. Um, I have been wowed by the team that I have um, gotten to to know. Like our producer is kick-ass. Like I, like seriously, I brag on Ross so freaking much. Um, Nandi has become one of the dearest people like to me in my world. Dre and I's relationship has grown. I have loved, you know, the the guest hosts that we've had come in here, um, as well as people like who I've met in like the greater community. Like y'all, y'all have been my favorite part of working on this project. The most challenging thing for me, though, um, God, is finding like time to do things. Um, I mean, I, like y'all know, um, because this has been the case the entire time I've been um, podcasting. Um, I'm a student um, as well as an independent contractor, um, but I've also been like struggling with chronic illness as I've done the the recording of the show. Actually, like shortly after I became the co-host, I was diagnosed um, with a chronic illness and when I say finding time has been difficult, finding the capacity has actually been really challenging because there are days where I've got like all the energy in the world and other days where I'm like literally like in bed all day, can't move in like incredible pain. Um, And having to tell my team, it's like, hey, y'all, I just, I just don't have it. I just can't do it. I've been really grateful to have people around me who've been understanding, who've been really caring, who check in on me, who tell me how much they love me, who will send me meals and who affirm me and like my worth. But like, that's been hard as hell. I don't think that people always talk about like the the struggles with physical and mental health um, that we have and how it impacts the work. But like so many of us who are doing racial justice and social change work you know, have chronic conditions, have illnesses, have disabilities. Um, And we show up as we can, when we can. But there are so many moments like where we grieve not being able to show up in ways that maybe we desire. And that's hard. My favorite part of working on this project is feeling like some of the things that I do actually matter, that those posts that I post on social media that talk that give, you know, my perspective on racism, sexism, you know, transphobia, homophobia, it made it feel like I wasn't screaming out into the void and that I was able to see that there were actually people who were listening to what I was saying. And Hope and Heart Pills really brought kind of clarity for that or clarity around that to me and like, let me know that People are listening to what I have to say, even if it's just a few, um, a few people. And I think that makes a huge difference. Probably the most challenging thing is uh, I think we have a lot of ideas at Hope and Hard Pills and we want to do a lot of things. It's a really talented team. Everybody brings something new and different to the table. Everybody brings a unique perspective and we want to do all of that. And so I think sometimes uh, we can bite off a little bit more than we can chew, but we're getting a lot better at that now. But that's definitely been 
uh, probably one of the most challenging things. The most rewarding thing about working on this podcast has just been the incredible guests we've had. I've truly, as I've been editing and going through all the content we've been doing, it has just been such a joy to learn. I've been learning as much as I'm sitting there editing, and it's really cool to see where everybody finds their passion from Adrian Marie Brown to Britt Hawthorne. And it's just so cool to see all of these different aspects and perspectives of anti-racism and just what people are doing. It's been super cool. The most challenging, though, I would have to say for me has just been a little bit of, you know, finding what to cut out. We have obviously had Patreon and public versions, and I want to keep everything in for everybody. But, you know, having to kind of choose what to keep in just for patrons and or just for the Patreon, I should say, and what to put in the public version had been, it was such a difficult decision because all of the content is just so good. So, I mean, it it was very difficult to choose. Podcasting is just one of the things we all do. What are your commitments outside of Hope and Hard Pills? How has working on this project together edified you or helped you grow in other areas of your life? I have a day job outside of doing the Hope and Hard Pills podcast. I edit and produce other podcasts as well on the side. So it's been a little bit of a busy time with everything that we've been doing, but it's been so fun and really getting to know all the people here. But um, outside of that, my other commitments, yeah, has just been my my job, my family, got three kids, uh, me and my partner, and she's doing her own thing. Um, so just supporting her. That's really outside of the podcast, what I've been up to. Hmm. Okay. So my commitments outside of Hope and Hard Pills, I have a lot podcasting is one of the things I do in a few areas. So aside from, you know, being a co-host on the Hope and Heart Pills podcast and working kind of behind the scenes, I have my own podcast called Black Friends Dinner. Um, The first season is out. The second season is in the works, hopefully for a release at the end of January, by the end of January, the first episode. And so I have that podcast that I host and write and I bring all my friends. We talk about their experiences of life. And the second season is called The Repass. Alicia is on. Um, Corey is on. Allie Henny is going to be on. Uh, so that's really exciting. I also am working with activist and speaker organizer Didi Delgado. Uh, Didi is incredible in the world of reparations and mutual aid. I've been really grateful to join their team as an admin for the group where I get to do stuff like help raise money. And again, like kind of just lean into what I do well um, uh, with project managing and also like helping co-host the full set, which is the podcast we have there. Um, I also this year joined in 2020, joined the advisory board of the Speaking of Racism podcast, which has been really amazing to be able to weigh in. And hopefully this year, 
uh, maybe even co-host or host an episode or so. So there's a lot going on, a lot to look out for me. And uh, working on this project, I think, gave me a lot of confidence in the other areas of my life, especially when it comes to like my anti-racism work and education and my perspective on uh, this liberation work that we say that we're doing. It gave me a lot of confidence that like my perspective is unique. My voice is strong. I really try to advocate for everyone. And it's just really made me more confident to kind of say what I want to say, especially when you're in community with people who come from such different walks of life, like the Hope and Heart Bills team. And we can all agree on these kind of tenets of liberation. I already told y'all I'm a student. Um, So let me unpack what being an independent contractor means. So sometimes that means that I am a guest facilitator, um, that I help communities or people have conversations with one another. Um, Sometimes that means I'm doing training in nonprofits or corporate settings or in schools or in like, you know, religious settings. I, I mean, I just, I do, uh, I got, I got my hustles, right? Some of that times that's diversity, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion work. Sometimes it's justice education. Um, I, I wear a lot of hats, including a writer hat, um, a speaker hat, a panelist hat. Um, there's a lot that I do outside of, of the podcast. But all of those things are knit together by my commitment to seeing social change happen and to see um, equity and justice um, for all, like for real, for real. That being said, working on this project has helped me grow along a side of team. So like when you're an independent contractor, you're mostly doing work on your own, right? I mean, independent. It's, it's you out there. I've had to learn to coordinate, like, you know, my schedule with other people's and more effectively communicate, um, you know, when I have a challenge or when something irks me, right, or doesn't feel like the best, um, which is something that you forget to do sometimes, like when you're working on your own or that you have to do with consideration of people's feelings. Um, I am a Taurus who is also an Enneagram 8. <laughs> so bull in a china shop is me sometimes. But working on this team has just helped me, um, it just helped me be a better teammate um, for sure. It's helped me in my community, yeah, my, my team communication and really being sensitive and, and aware of the needs of others who I'm working with. Even if I have these independent projects going on the side, I think I've better learned to transition between working solo and then like working like with a, a group of other people because of the Hope and Hard Pills podcast. Uh, right now I'm working on a book that chronicles my um, political awakening and my perspective on racial justice and social change. And I'm excited to get that out into the world. And, you know, just working on this show in particular and getting to collaborate with some of my best friends, some of my closest friends, has just been an amazing, amazing journey. And honestly, the support that we got from you, the connection, not just support, because you're not just like supporting some activist dream. Like this show only made sense because you were here and you were listening and you were sharing and you were leaving comments and all of that. I just want to say how um, amazing it was to be able to spend this time with you and to share, share this journey, this season with you. 
What has been your favorite episode? What has made it special or memorable for you? Okay, so I think my favorite episode was absolutely in this last season. It's when Andre and I got to talk about uh, his interview with Lauren Duca in which she talks about moving past voting and how we can all be engaged citizens beyond the voting process. And it was just a really good chat with a good friend uh, who I also respect highly uh, about something that I care about a lot, which is like, what can we do outside of voting? What can we do to, you know, not be so stuck in uh, participating in a system that hasn't worked. So that was definitely my favorite episode. We talked about so much on the Patreon version. I'm sure it was very, very long. And yeah. My favorite episode has to be when Sergei Popovich joined us because here's a man who successfully led a nonviolent revolution to topple a dictator and proved, you know, or added that story to the canon of stories throughout history and over the world that show that the principles of nonviolent struggle are are consistent <laughs> and they are durable and that they apply to so many different situations and I think that it still so, it still applies to ours when we talk about racial justice. So hands down, my favorite episode has been the one with Candace Benbow because we went so many places. <laughs> um, God, I loved, I loved doing that episode. It was so per- personally fulfilling for me. Candace is someone whose ministry I followed for a while, um, someone who I've gotten to know better, um, being a part of like digital community with one another. And so I was really grateful that the team was down with like us interviewing her. Um, but she's got a lot of like wisdom to share and a lot of experiences um, that I knew would come forward on um, on a show that is as conversant as ours is, right? Like some podcasts are like just real, like rigid in their formatting. We're not like that. Like we just kind of go with the flow and go where the conversation takes us. And it was just one where um, I remember sitting back and like sitting with Andre after we had recorded um, and just recognizing a few things, recognizing God, I'm like smiling, thinking about this, recognizing like the power that was in that episode, like just the the way that we approach speaking about spirituality and how it felt so freeing um, for us personally. And we knew that it had the same type of resonance with our, we knew it could have the same type of resonance with our audience. Um, and eventually y'all confirmed that it did. But it was also when I recognized how much I really, really enjoyed this. Like I really enjoyed talking to people on air people that I know for sure. Um, but just being able to be in conversation with folks about like their visions and dreams and um, what good that they were doing in the world and like how they got to be who they are. Like that was just such a special episode for me. And I'm really grateful to Candace, to Andre for that conversation that we had. It was like one of those that definitely was, was formative um, for me as a podcaster. I have a couple of episodes that stand out to me. Uh, Obviously, one that I got to do with Corey was a lot of fun, not just because I think Latasha Morrison is a great voice, but also because Corey, uh, any chance I get to talk with him or just listen to him, I I enjoy and loved a lot of the things he brought up in that conversation. The other one that stuck with me was Britt Hawthorne talking about, you know, education and kids 
and the different things that we can do is since I have small children, I've really tried to be intentional about how we talk about these things and what, you know, they're catching on at their ages. And so it's been really cool to kind of learn those different aspects of how I can approach this with my kids and the things that they're going to be considering in their classrooms. Obviously, we're recording this during COVID. So when they get back into the classroom, I'm hoping they'll have tools to know how to be great friends to those around them, be an ally, that kind of thing. So what's next for you? What other projects are you working on that you want to share with our listeners? Hmm. Next for me is I'm sure you will see me around uh, still with Hope and Hard Pills. And then you can also check me out with the Didi Delgado experience. Check out Black Friends Dinner and... Um, check out Speaking of Racism podcast. I'll be around. I'll be on the internet, tweeting my thoughts, sharing my thoughts on Facebook. Hopefully this year I will do a little bit more writing. So there's that. And then uh, I do music also. And so I have a few projects, a couple projects that hopefully should be coming out this year. So Um, And some of them are like, you know, really inspired by like the summer's uprisings and just kind of like that righteous black rage that I've been feeling. So I am very excited to share that with you all. What's next for me is really just kind of getting back. I like I said, I have my day job that I've been doing, but if there's any projects that I can support or help with. Uh, with Andre, with Alicia, with Nandi, Corey, whoever, I'm just going to be around doing that, doing what I can to support my newfound friends through this project and anybody else who's heading in that direction with anti-racist work and different things that we can do. So that's where I'm going to be. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with any other projects I do on the side. I'm I'm still doing podcasting as a side hustle. So you know, there's more to come with that. I'll obviously be sharing, but love everything that's going on and have grown to love these people I've been able to work with. And it is definitely a beautiful community that I was not expecting to turn out the way it did to make the friends that I did to learn the things that I did, as well as just truly, truly have new friends. I would consider everybody that we've worked with friends. It's been such a tight knit, even though a lot of it has been virtual or remote. It's been really nice to have the community and just connection that we've had together and the support from them, I feel, and just the encouragement. I love being a part of the Hope and Hard Pills community and can't wait to see what is next. Oh gosh. So there are so many um, different projects that I want to get involved in something I'm involved in. It's just like, where do I even start? Um, I guess I can tell you what's out now <laughs> and then what's coming. So I had the 
awesome, awesome gift of being a featured writer in a, um, a, a book earlier this year called Words of Her Mouth, Psalms for the Struggle. It's this dynamic collection of the Psalms that are remixed and rewritten by a bunch of like women. Some of us are women of color. Some of us are queer. Some of us have chronic conditions and, you know, disabilities. Um, but like, the thing that unites us is that we care enough about the scriptures to be in conversation with them. Um, and so, yeah, like that's one thing that I've got going on. That's something you can get a hold of now. It gave me an opportunity to segue into my second thing, which is um, my second book project that I'm working on with someone, um, Sarah Bessie. Y'all may know her. <laughs> if you don't, she's like, she's a really dynamic human being and a terrific writer. But she invited me to work with her on a collaborative prayer book called a Rhythm of Prayer. Um, and that comes out um, in early 2021. And it's just what it sounds like. It's a rhythm of prayer. The prayer that I offered to that collection was about having um, chronic pain and what it means to honor um, one's body when, you know, that pain flares up. In addition to the book stuff, I am also working on doing my own podcast. So I have so loved doing this project with the Hope and Hard Pills team that I definitely want to, um, to continue to talk to people on air and hear their histories and their stories and their perspectives and their dreams and how all those things contribute to the work that they do in the world. And so, um, yeah, in early 2021, be on the lookout for talking with people I know. Um, <laughs> catchy title, right? Um, but yeah, like look for it on your um on all the places where you find your podcast. I'm really looking forward to that and to talking to a dynamic lineup of people um, who are doing really good things in the world. Um, I don't think that I could have done that without this work that we've done here. Um, in addition to all of that, I'm going to be like actively writing my first book. So y'all have he heard me talk a lot about spirituality and faith and healing Um and so, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I've been in these book projects with other people. Um, it's time um, for me to start elevating my voice, um, centering my perspectives, my journey. Um, I hope in a way that inspires people to dig into their own stories a little bit more fully. Um, I have more to, uh, to share on that um, via my website um, and my social media platforms as I'm a little bit further on in that journey. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've got going. A couple of books, a podcast, um, and then, yeah, starting my first solo book project. And for now, I'm going to focus on writing, finishing my manuscript for the book. I'm almost done. <laughs> We're also working on the book and music and coming back to um, how can we continue to try to mainstream these ideas because everyone needs to know that ordinary people have the power to change our society, to stand up to oppressive systems and win. So never forget, social progress has always been won by a few outraged, organized, ordinary people. A new world is possible. It doesn't have to be this way because we can do something about it. Until next time. So thanks for joining us for another episode of the Hope and Hard Pills podcast. 
Actually, thank you for joining us for the finale episode. I've been your co-hostess with the mostest, Alicia T. Crosby. It has been an absolute joy being on this journey with you. And I, as well as the rest of the Hope and Hard Pills podcast team, look forward to connecting with you in new ways in the season to come. Take care. Take care.